And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for joining us here on the program. We're here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. Oh, hey, we're also on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. with a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We are also podcasting these programs on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, as I lose my breath here. And we also are on YouTube where you can watch these interviews, and I hope that you will do just that. Uh, take advantage of the opportunity uh, to, to watch these interviews as well. And um, we also encourage you, if you can do so, financially support us through PayPal. We have a PayPal account for your security as well as ours, and we hope that uh, you will uh, do just that. We also encourage you to participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision, the 2020s. That is where you spend some time going within and you uh, basically listen to that still small voice of inspiration and encouragement and enlightenment uh, to relax and uh, basically calm yourself, find some peace, uh, rejuvenate, uh, recharge your batteries, as it were, in, t- in time to uh, jump back out there into the world and continue on. Well, and here's the reason why. Because we're going to talk about the struggle for world sanity. What in the world is that? We're going to find out in just a moment here with our very special guest who is coming to us all the way from Georgia, uh, Jamal Abdul Hajad Hassan Khan. And Wajid, I thank you so much for joining us on the program. I hope I got all of that correct. You got it all in one breath there, Richard. Thank you. <laughs> Shows your professionalism. Well, thank you, and I hope I pronounced every one of those names of yours. Uh, I don't have. I have three. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, but it's great to have you with us. We did have an opportunity to chat uh, earlier, and that was really a, a great joy of mine as well. And uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about this aspect of the struggle for world sanity. It reminds me of another book uh, that I interviewed a gentleman who wrote. Uh, It was uh, basically um, uh, uh, a book about um, a return to a reasonable government, a reasonable government. And I, I, I asked the very first question out of the box was, so when was the last time we had a, uh, a reasonable, uh, rational government? He says about, oh, about three minutes after the ink dried on the Constitution. Uh, because at that point, everybody was jockeying for their uh, you know, for their uh, positions, uh, making sure their ox didn't get gored and so forth. So when we talk about the struggle for world sanity, well, we already know what the world is, and it's us. It's the, it's the population on the planet. Uh, but uh, when we start talking about these uh, definition of terms, we need to know what you mean by sanity, which implies, and maybe it's more than an implication, that we're in a world right now of insanity. Uh, and I guess the best definition is Einstein's that says um, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, which is what we do seem to be doing. So where, where do we begin in this, as you put it in your book title, where do we begin uh, with this struggle for world sanity? How, how do we start to bring about some kind of... Uh, I don't know, cohesion, 
cooperation, uh, communication <laughs> that that takes us to a, a level in our world that makes this a better place? Well, um, those are excellent observations, excellent questions there, uh, Richard. I um, uh, If you look around, uh, we have a situation now, I mean, putting the pandemic aside, which is bad enough, we have a situation right, right now where we have political division, not only in this country, but around different countries around the world. We have uh, pollution, we have an economic system that favors a minority of people that are getting extremely rich while while millions are, are, are poor we have divisions between we have hatred between races we have hatred between religions uh, it could go on and on and on and so um we as a human race have caused this involution we can't uh blame it on on anything outside of ourselves but it's it's a it's a result of our own either inaction or actions that are, that are contrary to uh, our spiritual nature. And uh, I, I like, just before you introduce me, about the concept of you having these uh, inner meditation meetings. Um, you know, we need to get back to, uh, to what we used to be like. We were at one point highly evolved spiritual beings. We've regressed. And the time is now where either we go along this path of destruction, which we're going to repeat uh, due to our past history, or, uh, or we change for the better. And uh, certain forces are being aligned at this particular time that are pushing us to change mm. on, a, on a spiritual level. Okay, I've heard that before many times. And... If that is the case, and there are those who would say that this past year, 2020, uh, they've they've give it, given it a number of different names uh, in terms of uh, reboot or restart or reset and so forth and so forth and so on. Uh, that time, as we have been encouraging people since, well, since uh, September of 2019 to, to go within, spend that time within not knowing what was ahead of us at that point. And I have to wonder sometimes if there isn't some sort of natural process that's going on in that regard, if that makes any uh, sense. Again, uh, I, I love your intuition. You're on the ball right there because you can. if people are anywhere sensitive, they can feel that in the air. Um, astrologically speaking, uh, we've, uh, we're at the end, we, we've, the Piscean age has ended and now, um, we're all influenced by, by the positions of the planets, whether, whether we believe it or not. Mm -hmm. uh, and now, uh, it doesn't matter whether we believe it or not, it's a fact. And now we're under the influence of the Aquarian age. The Aquarian age is pushing mankind uh, now to get into service, to get into, um, we've got to go within to help uh, each other, to unify as as a, 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 a race, and that's one influence. Uh, the other, the other influence that's also occurring is that the uh, you know most indigenous tribes around the planet know, and most intelligent people uh, are aware 
that we don't just live on a piece of rock. We live upon a very beautiful living uh, planet uh, we call Mother Earth. And she, uh, over the years, has, has, uh, has held up her evolution uh, for millions of years in order to allow us to live on her back. And other forces, uh, I would say cosmic forces, have now aligned themselves to push her to raise her vibrations. So she's also raising her vibrations. So we have the influence of the Aquarian age. We have the Mother Earth raising her vibrations. Um, don't believe all this uh, um, in incorrect information about global warming being uh, carbon emissions because that's just a small part of it. Uh, part of raising her, her vibrations ha has been the uh, melting of the ice caps and, and the, the, the weather conditions changing for her benefit. And uh, the ionosphere, um, which was put up uh, uh, millions of years ago, is also coming down which is causing an increase in the uh, ultraviolet radiations as well as the cosmic radiations, again, beneficial to the earth. And so those two aspects, uh, Richard, what I want to tell your listeners are, are, are pushing, uh, like you said, the great reset, I would call it the great spiritual renaissance. And one of the reasons I wrote the book was also to, to let people know that this is, uh, even though these are very, very tough times, that there is light at the end of the tunnel, there is going to be a new age dawning upon planet Earth. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It may not happen in the next 10 years or 100 years, but it will over the next centuries uh, cause a, a, a new uh, age of man where uh, all these situations that we're in uh, will be dissolved. So that's what I want to let your listeners know, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. Now, I have actually raised, and this was probably in a, during a period of time when I was a little frustrated. I normally am a, always a half-glass-full kind of guy, very positive, positive optimistic. Uh, I always believe there's a workaround, no matter what it is. Now, is it plan B, plan C, plan D? Who knows? Could be plan Z for all we know. Uh, but if we keep working at it, we'll find solutions to whatever the, the challenges are. But there was a period of time where I was even asking my guests, do you really believe that humanity deserves to continue? I mean, look at what it's done to look at what humanity's done to the planet. Look at what it does to its own species down through history. I mean, come on. I mean, if there was a grade, we would have an F. Uh, and the only seminar we would hold for the universe would be crisis management because apparently we don't know how to prepare we don't know how to prevent, you know, preventative maintenance, especially when it comes to our own health. You know, it's always we got to cure it instead of preventing it from happening in the first place. And that's kind of where I was many years ago uh, for, for a period of time. It just seemed like hell in a handbasket, as they say. You're a very optimistic person, aren't you? Uh, I'm optimistic because I have information that makes me optimistic. I have, um, see, we as a race, um, you know, there's higher beings that are watching us. Uh, I believe that are from other planets, other, other uh, who, who I believe are uh, much more intelligent in many ways, not only scientifically, but spiritually, who watch and care uh, about us. 
and we are known as a race not only in this solar system but outside of the solar system as a very barbaric primitive warlike race mm -hmm. and you know if you look at it on the surface yeah why why bother with mankind but what they what they are saying is that we at one time were highly evolved beings and what they want us to do is come back uh, and you know from this regression and raise ourselves upwards we we've, we've enclosed ourselves in a in a, in our own man-made barriers and we're not actually we're actually living in an in an illusion uh, people call it maya we're not actually living as we're supposed to be living as human beings and in the past we've had you know we i think before we before the when we talked the other day you talked about the beautiful book autobiography of a yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda and you know just reading that book uh, we're aware that there's beings who've graced uh, our planet not only in, from India but beings like the Master Jesus the Lord Buddha the Lord Krishna who I believe were interplanetary uh, masters from other uh, higher realms of existence uh, who have graced us and told us if you study the, all these teachings you realize they're all the same they were just given in a different uh, culture different era but the but the bottom line is we have to go back to our natural spiritual ways not our orthodox religious ways but our natural spiritual ways and become the gods that we're supposed to be if that's even referred to in the uh, in the new testament uh, for of christians uh, is that uh, we are we are gods? I mean, that was phrased by Jesus. Absolutely, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely, and so um, and so that's you know, uh, uh, my my own yogi master, Dr. George King, uh, back in the 1970s, they had a they had that oil embargo and this shortage of oil, and and people talking about an energy crisis. And even at that time, he said, "There's only one." energy crisis in this world and he said that's the spiritual energy crisis is if you solve that crisis all crises between countries and even in your personal life will automatically be solved and spiritual energy um, again you're referring to the to the master jesus uh, he he knew how to how to transfer this pranic spiritual energy and raise the dead heal the blind make the lame walk and it's a very tangible energy it's not something airy fairy and what we've been told by the higher forces the higher cosmic beings is that now mankind needs to utilize this particular energy it's on a different octave vibration from electricity we can't see electricity or we can't see spiritual energy but we can feel it we can transmit it and that is the only solution right now that's going to fix pretty much all the problems on this planet um they talk about physical famine people starving but we're, we're starving our souls uh, we're spiritual beings in a physical body and and by by not channeling this energy we're actually doing a, a big big uh, uh, dis, you know we're, we're we're actually really just um abusing ourselves because we've locked ourselves out from the higher inspiration and so the message again is to is to you know do what you do have meetings where you go within uh find out what your what your intuition in my book i said that your intuition is probably one of the greatest lie detectors ever invented because it can tell you 
you can discriminate between the good and the bad and the lies and the truths. And I love the fact that you open, ask your listeners to open themselves up and receive this inspiration and not listen to the warmongers or the politicians or the economic people who control the economy. I absolutely agree with you on that. Well, I'll tell you that the, 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 the thing that is so sad in our society here in the West is that we are not taught how to do that. It is not something part of our, I'll just, our educational system, even our spiritual systems or religious institutions. Uh, yes, they tell you to pray, all right? There's a difference between, at least I think there is, and maybe you can clarify for me from your perspective. To me, there is a difference between praying and meditating. Your thoughts? Well, well, they say when you meditate, you're 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 tuning yourself into your, um, you know, um, uh, I guess you're listening to your intuition or your higher power, and when you pray, you're talking. Uh, and requesting energy from 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 the source and people don't even know how to pray properly um because we have psychic senses everybody knows that and the correct way that 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 i was taught to pray i mean um in the early days i was raised as a as a muslim i went to i went to mosque i read the quran did the arabic prayers i also oh, i had a background uh when I worked, went to Church of England schools in England, where I got a Christian uh, education as well, with Bible study, hymns, uh, and and carols, which and and again, I love both both uh, ideologies. I have nothing against Islam or Christ, Christianity. I, I, you know, I'm very respectful of all religions, but the the proper metaphysical way to pray is is to is to basically raise your hands. And allow the energy from the cosmos or whatever whatever religion that you follow is to bring it down, uh, charge the charge the brain over your shoulders, and 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 send it out because it is a, a very viable energy. Send it out from the psychic centers in the palm of your hand, from the heart center, which is six inches in front of the breastbone. And one way that your listeners can prove this beyond any doubt just stand in front of a mirror and send this white light out and you can feel the reflection as it comes back and, and you can feel a tingling around your, around your fingers and your aura. And it, it's, it's, it's definite proof that, uh, that this prayer energy is, is, is valid. And, and it's that kind of energy that actually is, is being um, sent by higher cosmic beings as well. Uh, down to every individual on this planet, um, and I think, I think you're right. I think we need to pray, but we also need to meditate. We need to commune uh, with our higher selves, our, or our divinity, or whatever higher power that we believe in, and we also need to talk or request from this higher power, this higher source, this energy, to help. You know. They talk about war on this planet. There's also an invisible war behind the back, behind the behind the scenes between the forces of light and the forces of darkness, and it's an energy war. And uh, you know, we talk about pollution. The mind belt of this planet is polluted with the energies of hate and jealousy and greed. And so, again, which also affects uh, the weather, we send all this energy out to the nature spirits around the planet 
and uh, in, in turn, we, we get uh, awful weather conditions like earthquakes and cyclones, and we're all responsible for all that. So it's a double incentive right now to send out that spiritual light. Yeah, I've even heard it said that uh, the weather conditions that exist on the planet, uh, especially the adverse ones, the nice ones are, are also a, a, a similar reflection. But uh, especially when it comes to things like earthquakes and hurricanes and typhoons and this and that and the other, uh, it is said um, that we should take a look within and find out what it is that's going on inside of me that's churning, that's spinning, that's rocking and rolling and so forth, uh, that is, an out, is now an outward manifestation in the form of an earthquake, in the form of a tornado, in the form of a hurricane and those types of things. Uh, that seems to me a, a logical conclusion that if, if it is indeed true, and I do believe it is, that we create our own reality, then we're doing it every time one of these storms crops up. And when they talk about, I mean, you can, you can set aside the whole climate change thing for a moment. There's a great deal of uh, a metaphor, if you will, and metaphysics, in my, in my opinion, involved in what's going on in the various uh, uh, weather conditions, even when it's sunny and blue and the, you know, and it's, the temperatures are nice and everybody's out enjoying themselves, then there must be some level of calm and peace within that is creating this as well. Yeah, um, you know, the indigenous tribes like the American Indians know I mean, they, they do metaphysical rituals at times where they do a, a rain dance, for instance, uh, using, you know, dance and um, uh, mystical mantras. Uh, and then the next thing you know, it starts raining. Um, so, you know, these are, uh, these are uh, white magic principles that have been used throughout the centuries. Um, and, you, and we can, as a race, see, again, that's not something that's taught in the in the media like you said mm -hmm. you know the law the law of karma and um you know all these things should be taught taught in schools but none of this has been taught in schools of, you know the right way to send out spiritual power i mean just the law of karma you know the action reaction is obviously unequal mm -hmm. which is the law of the divine if that was taught basically look you're allowed to do whatever you want to do so long as you're willing to face face the consequences That's and if, if 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 children were taught that they'd think twice as they grew up before they you know they they take these actions which they which uh, people that are under under their control ask them to do but coming back to the the, the nature spirits and the divas um you know uh, i remember they had the fires in california and and then there was this uh, tremendous hurricane over on the east coast and uh, a few years ago and i remember at that time there was one there was marion williamson who was running for uh for, for president and she she went on twitter and she said we need to pray uh, to this uh tornado and everybody put her down and to the point where she actually had to take that twitter down she said exactly the right thing because if the media was enlightened they would have asked the the people to raise their hands and send energy to the to the to the nature spirit or the diva that controlled that hurricane, and and that hurricane would have come down. So yeah, uh, that's you know we do control the weather, yeah. and so that's another reason for controlling our minds 
um, because all this hatred and all this stuff that we that we send out, the nature spirits, they, they live parallel. They're invisible. They're on a different dimensions. They live in a, on a parallel uh, vibrational sequence to us. They dovetailed in us, but they only respond to the energy that we send out to them. And uh, and again, that we're, we're totally responsible for every condition that's on this planet right now. Uh, you know, we can't we can't blame other people. We have to take that responsibility. We are talking with Wajid, and he is uh, talking to us about the struggle for a for world sanity. One of the interesting things in your example about this woman who is encouraging people to pray, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it was back in the eighties, early nineties, and uh, a pastor uh, or reverend or minister, uh, Pat Robertson. Uh, was on his televangelistic uh, program, and there was a hurricane that was headed for, um, I guess his program was in uh, the Carolinas, I think, or maybe George Eifer, I don't remember, but I know it was along the southeastern corner of the United States, and there was a hurricane headed right for him. And he asked his people to pray, and the hurricane moved. Now, whether that was a natural occurrence or whether it was because they prayed, I don't care. <laughs> you know, the fact of the matter is that he encouraged his listeners, his viewers to do so. And I think that it, and you, you, you have to set aside the doctrine, the dogma, all of that other stuff, uh, because there is, there is power in that because you're, you're releasing that energy as you have been talking about. Uh, to me, that is something that we really need to get a grasp on. We're also talking about the practice, uh, the practice work uh, works by, uh, 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 what am I looking here? The, the practice works by sending out uh, spiritual energy, as we've been discussing. Spiritual energy is a real power, which you can experience for yourself through the 12 blessings. Now, uh, this power can change your life and the world. Talk to us about these 12 blessings that came through uh, your uh, master, your mentor, uh, uh, Dr. King. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the, one of the turning points in my life. Um, when I was at the age of 16, I read the 12 blessings. Uh, and it, 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 was, it, was, it changed my life in, in, in many ways. Uh, I, I read it logically, and, uh, and I thought to myself, after I read it, I said, either this man is a genius or the biggest fraud I've ever come across. I, I need to investigate. So again, uh, I'm not here to you know, portray any particular ideology. I ask that your listeners keep an open mind and do their own research just the way I did it and make their own uh, decisions based on their intuition. Um, Dr. King uh, was an English uh, yogi master that I followed. Um, he was a, uh, a section leader for the London Fire Brigade in World War II during the Nazi Blitz over England. And uh, he had the terrible task of search and rescue. And it, it really affected him when he, when he picked up pieces of little children. And then recollections of his past pushed him after the war to go within and he started started an earnest uh, practice of yoga, not just hatha yoga, physical yoga, but pranayama, uh, mantra, into deep meditation. Till the, till he was doing practicing yoga for uh, 
eight to ten hours a day on top of uh, his normal job, which at that time was a London cab driver. And he did that for over uh, ten years till he reached a point where he reached, he got into the state of samadhi, cosmic consciousness, and even above higher mystical states, where he was actually contacted then uh, by the beings uh, who who man uh, the UFOs or flying saucers. We refer them to as the cosmic masters, beings who live on higher dimensions in this solar system. And one of the beings that contacted him was the master Jesus. And um, uh, he, he had, there was 12 transmissions over a period of 12 Sundays where he extended uh, the teachings that he, that he gave 2000 years ago on the, uh, from the Sermon of the Mount to include a cosmic concept of of reality and so uh if people uh want to look into the 12 blessings um i i belong to a group of people from 50 plus countries who, where we send out this energy from the 12 blessings every day and so if, if you want to learn more about the 12 blessings or if you actually want to participate and send out the power it's a very potent way of sending out the spiritual energy of course you can do it in the privacy of your own house or your own room or your own religion or your own beliefs but if you want to en enhance it uh people like you said can go on uh, 12 blessings the number 12 blessings.org and and do the experience themselves and, and read the read the 12 blessings and and uh you know uplift your vibrations which which it has done for me so it's a, it's another marvelous metaphysical practice that people can do in these days the number 1212 blessings.org that's the website uh you're also involved with another this other group i think this is what you're referring to and if i have the per correct pronunciation the atherius is that right yeah, Aetherius Society. Yeah, Aetherius. Tell me about the Aetherius Society. The Aetherius Society was for, was the organization that uh, my yogi master formed back in 1955, and uh, it was after he received uh, these cosmic transmissions. In order to receive these cosmic transmissions, he he had to tune in with, with the vibrational sequences of the cosmic masters. They didn't. They couldn't come down to him. So for him to raise the power of kundalini and go into a positive somatic trance um they would they would uh, send uh, mental beams to him which he would translate through his larynx as an englishman into english and he did over 600 of these transmissions as well as um uh, mental transmissions as well and uh, the ethereal society was formed as an organization to uh, to promote the teachings of the cosmic masters and uh, different uh, missions uh, that they that they have to help promote uh, the, the to help promote the raising of the consciousness of mankind and also to to send out spiritual power uh, in 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 accordance to the to the to the guidance of the, of the cosmic masters. So I've been I've been a member for over forty years, and. Um, um, Again, if people want to inquire about that, they can go to theorist.org and look into it themselves. Now, do you have on your website, uh, 12blessings.org, uh, a link that takes you to the Aetherius Society website? 
Um, I think there's a link there as okay. well. All or, right, good. Uh, again, if if, pe- if people could just go to ethereus.org, they can. I think they're they're both interchangeable. Yeah. Great, great. We encourage people to do that. It's one of the things that we are 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 encouraging people all the time to do the research, uh, do the investigation. Uh, right. You know, uh, without doing that, uh, how 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 do how, I keep asking this question regarding spirituality in regards to uh, um, the alleged only one path to God, Right. then why do you have such a diverse collection of different educational institutions, um, possible job and vocational and career choices, foods you can eat, things you can drink, uh, people that you can know, etc., etc., and yet there's only one way to God? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, one thing that the cosmic masters, one truth that the cosmic masters are pushing right now, is the uh, is the truth of uh, reincarnation. Um, and again, you know, it's something that uh, will solve a lot of the problems around the earth if people were told the truth. Did you did you know, Richard, that recently uh, some some Christian scholars have come forward based on their own research that uh, a few hundred years ago. They actually uh, stopped teaching the, the 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 teachings of reincarnation in the Christian Church. It was deliberately taken out, mm-hmm. and this one life to live was put in in order to control the masses. And so, coming back to reincarnation, um, if people were not, if people were enlightened with the law of reincarnation, it would explain first of all the inequalities. That we see, you know, why somebody's born rich, why somebody born poor, why is a child born with cancer, and another is a virtuoso, a piano virtuoso at the age of three. It, it answers all the inequalities that we have, and also, you know, we're we're, you know, we're we're very diversified, but we're one race, and we come and we we uh, reincarnate on and off this planet. And, and how can we raise our vibrations above the planet if we don't go through different experiences, different races, different religions, even different sexes, in order to have the overall experience? Dr. King said that there's only one reason we're here on this planet, and that's to raise Kundalini up to higher levels so that we can achieve cosmic consciousness and eventually we can achieve ascension and break the mold of reincarnation and go on to higher spheres. He says, that's the only reason. So um, all these different religions uh, were given uh, at different times, different culture, different uh, cultures. But again, you know, if you look at them, they all say the same thing. There's no, there's not any major differences between the religions and, and how many people really, really follow the teachings of, you know, uh, Jesus. I mean, what part of thou shalt not kill don't people understand? Oh, but know? there are exceptions to that rule, Wajid. Don't you know that? There are always exceptions, and for every rule, you break it every so often. I, I kind of agree with you there. It's like, what part of that do you, <laughs> what part of thou shalt not kill do you not understand? <laughs> it's kind and, of, you know, it's sad in it, a way. Yeah, and, and, the, the, the thing is, um, Dr. King made himself very unpopular years ago when he said, he said, oh, by the way, the, the communist Chinese are just as close to you as your 
children. He made himself very unpopular. One thing Dr. King that I admire about my master was that he, you know, he always made a solemn oath before his creator that whenever he went up and talked on a public platform, he would tell the truth because he said, if you want to find the truth, you have to speak the truth. And it made him very unpopular by saying those truths. Uh, he, uh, he lost, uh, people will not come back to his uh, lectures uh, because he wasn't afraid of telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, he lost money. But, um, I, you know, I also, in my book, I said, we're just as close to the terrorists as we are to our family. And, and it's not only through lives of, of, of um, you know, of, of following the spiritual path that we, that we finally realize, and that's what the cosmic masters are saying, that we are one human race, whether we, whether we like it or not. And the people that we despise are the ones that we need to send more spiritual power to, you know, bombing them and, and exploding and killing, killing, the, killing them is just going to create more hatred and the only solution is 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 not is not destruction but a transmutation through spiritual energy which has not been tried on on mass uh it's been tried with the minority of people that are saving the majority mm -hmm. uh, coming back to autobiography autobiography of a yogi a lot of the ascended masters uh behind the scenes uh like the lord babaji and the other ascended masters behind the scenes are working very hard to hold the light on this planet uh, right now from the forces of darkness. So we also have to help the forces of light, uh, again, not through hate, not through bombing, but by the energy of love, L-O-V-E, the most powerful energy in the whole cosmos. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and I also, I find it interesting that uh, we're not, you know, we're, we're not abide, abiding by uh, that commandment you quoted about thou shalt not kill. Uh, we're, we're making exceptions to that rule. Uh, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. And yet there's also the, the law of love. There's, the, there's that one rule about love your neighbor as yourself. Apparently, there are exceptions to that one too, and they're huge. <laughs> I mean, they're bigger than the exceptions to thou shalt not kill. Uh, and, and I just, it's, it's such a, such, such, I guess the only word I can think of, my friend, is such hypocrisy, you know? Well, there's hypocrisy, but there's also control of the masses. Yeah. Um, we've been, we've, you know, I can't blame the masses totally. No. Um, uh, because we've been, you know, there's, 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 uh, you know, we have white magicians, but we also have black magicians, you know, not talking race wise, but just talking in front in, in terms of energy. Right. We have we have the uh, exponents of, of the black hearts behind the scenes who control the masses and the media churns out nothing but, uh, you know, blood and guts and doom. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the media is not talking about loving each other. Uh, and so all these things are deliberately have been uh, uh, have been molded and, and we've been hypnotized over the centuries uh, to to conform to to ideologies which generally we would not conform to, but we get brainwashed. And so again, what's happening now with this spiritual renaissance is that those bonds are being broken. Um, that Dr. King mentioned that um, you know there's uh, of course you know when when we die, 
we go to different realms of existence. Uh, he projected, he said there was uh, four realms below us called the low astral realms and six levels above us. And then, so there's, there's the people who are the murderers and the, and and uh, and the evil entities live in these lower astral realms and they also influence mankind um by their mental powers so um again we've been offered in this in this aquarian age and the raising of the mother earth plus the help of the higher cosmic beings to break away from these bonds of uh, mental slavery, let's 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 face it, and once we start breaking these bonds of mental slavery, uh, we are, as a race on mass will be able to rise. Mm. But the rising you're talking about is not what many people uh, who are in the material world, if you follow what I mean. Uh, that's not the kind of rising that they're looking for. They're looking for uh, a physical, literal um, uprising, if you will, which sort of manifests itself on January 6th of 2021 in the state, in the nation's capital. Well, it, it, it's all to do with division. It's all to do with hatred. And uh, I think it was aligned... Uh, I think it was aligned beautifully to create as much division as possible. And that's exactly what the dark forces want. They want us to be divided. So divide and conquer, that's the principle. And so if we, if we don't listen to these political ideologies and, and, and the worship of materialism, the cosmic masters have said that, that the economic system is a cancer in the heart of spiritual man because what it, it what it does you know keeping us in debt uh you know slogging to make a living uh the whole money system is designed you know um to 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 just uh limit us in many many ways and that materialism is worshipped you know billionaires billionaires are looked up as heroes mm. um you know celebrities and all this other stuff we're looking up to people who really have their own interests at heart, but in in reality, we need we need to look up to the real political teachers, the real political leaders of the world, like the Master Jesus, like the Lord Buddha, like the Lord Krishna, Patanjali, Lao Tse, all these great masters. They're the real leaders that we need to look up to and follow their teachings. Absolutely, I love what Baha'u'llah of the Baha'i Faith said. Uh, if you accept one of the masters, uh, one of the messengers of God, then you accept them all. If you reject one of the messengers of God, you reject them all. And th th exactly. I, have, I have to say that there is, um, from my perspective, there's immense truth in that. Because as, as we both would tend to agree, the messages of all of these people who have come down through the ages, through the millennia of time that man has been on the planet basically, from their lips, have been the same basic message. Yes, exactly. And even the cosmic masters in their transmissions through Dr. King said, we, we're not bringing anything new to you. You know, uh, we, we're telling you to follow the teachings of these, of these teachers that I, I also believe were interplanetary beings from higher realms that were, that were, that came to earth. And, uh, 
speaking of interplanetary beings from other other realms, you know, people talk, people don't even realize that when we die, we go to different realms. We can't even see these realms unless you're psychic. Um, eventually, science will catch up, and they may they may have instrumentation that can go to these other, that can detect these other realms. But it's the same in with the planets in in the solar system. They have other other realms, higher realms. And Dr. King uh, wrote a book in the '60s called "You Are Responsible," and he projected to uh, you know just I I agree with the scientists. Like if you went to Mars or Venus or Jupiter or Saturn on the physical realm. More than likely, first of all, you couldn't probably live there and probably won't be able to see any life. But he, but, Master, but Dr. King projected to to Mars and Venus and conversed with civilizations living on levels such as level five and level six. And so, um, you know, these levels are, are, he said that you could be on Mars for 200 years and never even detect any life unless the, unless the civilization there uh, would approach you. So, Again, this is something that, that people uh, need to, uh, I think science is gra grasping with it a little bit with quantum science saying based on their mathematical calculations that there are parallel universes. Uh, you know, we, we're not even aware of the, of the David kingdom, the nature spirits who, 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 you know, live in dovetail with us. So a lot of these beings, um, I think the mass, Dr. King, the cosmic masters and Dr. King mentioned that people, that that Jesus, for instance, uh, came actually from the planet Venus, and his older brother Buddha was actually from the planet Venus, and that Sri Krishna was actually from Saturn. That's something that your listeners will uh, be very intrigued to. I thought I'd throw that one out as well. <laughs> well, now, there's an area that I've rarely gone into, but it's one that I keep getting drawn into for obviously very good reason, uh, and that is this whole conversation surrounding uh, life on other planets. I'm not even going to use that other term, uh, the initials being ET, life on other planets. And I've often found it rather arrogant of man, primarily in its institutions, uh, to conclude that we are the only life in the universe. Uh, first of all, there is, and if you, you know, there are so many different names for God, there is God. Okay, <laughs> especially most of the uh, mainline, if you will, uh, uh, philosophies, Christianity yes. and, and the Muslim faith and Buddhism and, yes. and, and Judaism and so forth. They all believe there's a God. Well, then there's life in the universe. But in terms of life such as we know it, now it may not right. be humanoid, it may not be bipedal, uh, but who's to say and I, I joked about this in the beginning of uh, the pandemic. How do we know that this little virus isn't some level of a highly intelligent being? Where's the prime directive when you need it? Okay. And, uh, and I said, as I said, I said that a little tongue in cheek. But who's to know? Uh, has anybody tried? We don't know how. Well, <laughs> have you tried? And so I often, I often wonder when we launch rockets with astronauts aboard uh, out into space, whether we're just going out to the space station or we're going to the moon or now we're, we're working on heading towards Mars, uh, what's going to happen? And I, inter I, I had an opportunity to interview a gentleman 
who wrote a book about this and said, what if the government finally fessed up and said, yeah, yeah, they're out there. And I said, what makes, I said, one of my first questions to him, I said, would be, what makes you think that the public's going to believe the government since the government's been lying to them all this time? Exactly. You know? you're, you're totally on the ball with that. Um, I think people are getting wiser. Um, I think our in intelligence has been insulted. I, th I think there was a cover of Time magazine a few years ago that said, are we alone in the universe? How dare you insult our intelligence by, by saying such a thing? Yeah. Um, there was a transmission that came through Dr. King uh, that's the the, the cosmic, cosmic master said he said that flying saucers are real flying saucers are friendly your government knows this so the governments of the world are aware of of uh, beings um, from from uh, higher higher levels of existence um, and also based on dr king's own personal experiences uh, he he actually projected uh, and conversed with these higher civilizations and in in one in one book that he wrote which is a fascinating book called the nine freedoms back in the 1960s you can get that from amazon as well um which at which the which a cosmic master outlined the evolutionary cycle of mankind um he he actually visited uh, a spacecraft that was in orbit of of earth at that time by 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 the name of satellite number three and he met some of the beings that control this spacecraft and he said they were the being he met was seven feet tall humanoid had long flowing hair down to the shoulders had beautiful handsome features so you know this concept of little green men went right out of out of the door but another thing which your listeners may be interesting to know was that on board this spacecraft, which is actually in orbit of, of Earth right now, it comes in periodically, were highly sophisticated uh, radionic computer systems. And um, he was told in a transmission uh, later on that on, on board this spacecraft, they have, uh, if you look at basic terrestrial science these days uh, with a a GPS satellite, it can pinpoint anybody on the planet now with a cell phone. That's just basic terrestrial technology. But on this particular spacecraft, they have a complete dossier. They have a, they have the vibrational sequence of every man, woman, child, rock, plant, fish on the planet. A complete dossier is held on, on all of us. So they know everything about us. Now, what's the reason behind that? Well, what they're saying is that uh, you know the, the 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 speed of thought through the through the uh, human body is 600 miles per hour, but the speed of thought in free space uh, can be up to four million times the speed of light. So if we just direct, our, they can read our mental thoughts. If we direct these mental thoughts out to this spacecraft or to the cosmic beings, it can be picked up by their delicate instrumentations. Again, instrumentations which they say is beyond. The imagination of even the most advanced earth scientists that's how sophisticated these instrumentations are mm. but we can in turn receive a tremendous amount of spiritual energy from from these uh from this spacecraft and from the cosmic beings which will enhance our our, our spiritual practices and again but the proof is in the pudding all i'm saying is your listeners have to just reach out and draw this energy down and they will feel this energy come through them. And that to me is if they want proof of higher beings, 
uh, if they do that regularly, they will get proof. They probably won't get a sign or a sighting, but they will. Their intuition will know that there are beings that are beaming energy down at this critical time on planet Earth. Well, I have to tell you that uh, my wife and I were watching this documentary, um, and it was talking about uh, there. There have been like there's. Um, Close Encounters of the First, Second, Third, Fourth, and Fifth Kinds. Uh, and, um, you know, of course, the movie The Third Kind, of the Third Kind. And maybe it's just four. I forget which. But basically what's happening now, as far as the government is concerned, is they are trying to make aliens, extraterrestrials, life from other planets, our enemy. Right. Telling us that they're evil, they're vile, they're right. dangerous, etc., etc. And I'm sitting here right. saying... If you believe that, then uh, I have a bridge in, uh, in Lake Havasu City I want to sell you. Because if they have the technology to travel intergalactically to this planet and, and, and observe and so forth, we're doomed already. We don't have anything to protect ourselves. If they wanted to take over, it would be done. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. I think it's. Uh, I think it's specially has been specially devised, just like many other things have been specially devised to mold the masses, and so the fear aspect has been put in deliberately. Uh, Dr. King actually asked the cosmic beings. He said, "How long would it take for you to take over the planet?" And they said, "Between ten and fifteen minutes." <laughs> I, I'm sorry for laughing, but it's just comical. The, and a lot of these uh, abductions yeah. and alien abductions and all that, I, um, Dr. King said that they're, they're probably from uh, demonic lower astral entities that are earthbound, mm -hmm. not not the higher cosmic beings. And right. so people in project, you know, sleep is, is a form of projection from the physical body. And sometimes people can get possessed and abducted by these lower beings. Uh, I don't think they're from the cosmic masters themselves. And you're right. Uh, if they were belligerent, of course, there are belligerent alien races in the, in the solar system. And Dr. King mentioned that some actually did attack Earth at one particular point, but they, they, they were actually re uh, 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 they were actually protected by the cosmic beings that control the solar system uh, from these uh, belligerent races that we, we had no chance of actually protecting ourselves with our with our little, you know, you know, they refer to our nuclear warheads as uh, nuclear toothpicks. Oh, I'll bet, I'll bet. Uh, and and the other and, and aspect. One, and one thing, one thing yeah. again. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but just on that oh, line right. of thought, um, a few years ago they had these retired military generals from the um, from the Air Force, uh, in, based in Colorado, and they talked about uh, flying saucers coming to the to the base. And sending beams, I think, of pink energy uh, into the nuclear silos, and actually neutralizing the nuclear warheads. Now, yeah, you know, in God's name, how come the whole planet didn't just suddenly shake? And the next thing you know, they say, "Oh, Beyonce is coming out with a new album," and everybody's like, "Let's let oh, Beyonce is coming out with a new album." This to me was like earth shattering. These retired military generals who are extremely self-disciplined mentally and physically mm. come out with this statement mm. and how come the whole planet didn't react to that unbelievable 
It, it is interesting, and and that's one of the reasons why I, I, I chuckle, and at the same time I think, uh, but maybe it is true. There's a scene in the movie Men in Black where they're picking up the tabloids, like the Inquirer and and this and that and the other, and that's where they're getting the real information about what's going on. Okay, that's the Men in Black are, and it's like. Gee, maybe maybe that's what's being used to communicate uh, the fact that there really are uh, beings from other planets among us already. They're living here, and we don't even know it. That was another thing I wanted to ask you about in terms of, uh, and I know I don't want to drift too far off of this subject, but uh, it has been speculated, my friend, that if in fact, and I say this more from the standpoint of a book I read years ago called... Uh, Apocalypse Conspiracy by John Noe, uh, and he was basically ha- uh, uh, postulating that Christendom had been sold a bill of goods in terms of uh, the fact that, the and I'll just wrap this up in the conclusion here, uh, he concludes that Christianity specifically, because that's what he was researching in the Bible, uh, is not an external material experience. It's an internal experience. And one of the points he made was, show me where in the New Testament it says that Jesus is coming back a second time. In other words, he was here once, he's only coming back one more time. It doesn't say it anywhere. It just says he will return. It didn't say how many times. And based upon his research, uh, Jesus, in this context, could return to you again and again and again and again. But there are those who say that if Jesus were to return to this earth in a physical form, and I'm not saying he won't, nobody would recognize him. Except maybe the reincarnation of Mary Magdalene, who recognized he, she was the only one at the very beginning following his resurrection, according to the New Testament, who recognized who he was, she, and she couldn't touch him. He says, no, 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 don't, don't touch me. I paraphrase here. The paint is still wet. Um... And the guys, his apostles, his followers, when they came upon him, oh yeah, can you show us to the nearest pub? We want to drown our sorrows because our best friend just died. And he was standing right in front of them. Right. Well, you know, you made an interesting point because um, uh, Dr. King received other transmissions from the Master Jesus, and they, and you know, one of the transmissions they said, well people ask, you know, uh, 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 have I ever left you? And he said, I've never left you. So the the presence of the Master Jesus and other Masters like the Lord Buddha and Lord Krishna and all, all the Cosmic Masters is still alive and well. And all we have to do is tune into that power. And they and they are still in tune with every live stream. They, haven't, they have never left us. But in reference to... And so we can feel the power of the Master Jesus. We can draw that energy. Uh, we can draw the energy of the Lord Krishna and the Lord Buddha and all the cosmic masters. Uh, they've never left us. They've always been 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 with us and and will be with us, probably till the end of time. Uh, but coming back to the, the coming of the next master, um, Dr. King received. Now this again was very intriguing, but Dr. King received uh, a. a um, a message a few years back that there will be another uh, messiah uh, a spiritual master and but he won't be in coming in mystery the way that uh, the master jesus came in mystery 
and the Lord Buddha. It's interesting when the Lord Buddha was born that there was five disc-shaped objects seen above the temple, and when the Lord Buddha died, there was five disc-shaped objects seen above where he died. So a lot of these avatars came as simple shepherds or carpenters, etc. Even the even the Lord Buddha had eventually to be renounce all his worldly possessions in order to gain enlightenment. But this next master, Dr. King said, is going to come openly in a in a spacecraft, in a flying saucer. He will stand tall among men with a shining countenance, and he will approach the earth leaders, and they will ask of him his credentials, and he will produce them. Now, this is really shocking, but he said that his powers will be greater than the combined military might of all the armies, and those who don't heed his word will be removed from the earth. Now, he's not going to come as a dictator, but he is going to tell mankind to return back to the laws of, of God, the laws of, of creation. And those who don't, he said, well, in mercy, not, they won't be killed, but after, the, after they die, they are going to be re, uh, reborn on a more primitive world uh, on the other side of the solar system. Uh, we can't see it from earth but uh, scientists have calculated that it's there. Yeah. They, they've called it Planet X. <laughs> and so uh, those who, who, not, who won't be able to stand the spiritual vibrations or this new age that are coming in mercy are going to be reincarnated and start their evolutionary cycle and possibly their bloody history on a more primitive world. So that's an even more bigger incentive for us to change our ways right now. I couldn't agree with you more, and I have to say one of the one of the goals of this program is, uh, again, uh, looking for those new ways of living because the old ways don't work. All you have to do is look around you. Uh, in spite of the fact that uh, we we dealt with this pandemic differently for the first time than we ever have dealt with, for example, the influenza. Before we had vaccines, uh, we still went to school. We spread it around. Everybody got it. Uh, the productivity of the nation, because so many people are so concerned about the economy, the productivity of the nation went down for a little while, and then people got well, and we kept moving along. And every year, the same cycle, over and over again. And I've been saying for over 40 years, uh, Rajid, uh, Wajid, it, it, we should be shutting down the airlines for at least two weeks. Stop the movement, okay, for two weeks. And someone said to me, well, do you know what? That's not good for the economy. And I said, well, wait a minute. By comparison to what we've done in 2020, that is a drop in the bucket, kids. So let's do that. What's wrong with that? And then it's done. It's over with. And, and if you're so concerned about the economy, then it'll continue to flourish, uh, you know, because uh, we won't all be getting sick, okay? And we won't be taking it to work and taking it to schools. I really have to say that when they said, oh, no, the, the, the virus can't be spread in the schools. The kids, they, they, they're not, uh, they're not uh, carriers and this kind of that and the other. I'm thinking, really? Have you ever been to a school during flu season? Hmm? Have you? Have you seen the number of students that are not there? Uh, I just found the logic just bizarre. But in any event, uh, the, the whole aspect of life out there, other life, other than us, uh, I think needs to be discussed. It needs to be talked about. And not just from the standpoint, as I've often said, um, that um, we, we're not alone in the universe. We need to get used to that idea. 
And this one gentleman that I was going to interview that I was just telling you about who wrote this book, it was called A.D., After Disclosure. He says that when that is made public and so forth, it will, he says it will change everything. And I'm thinking, there are more people on this planet who believe that there is life on other planets and nothing's really changed. You know, he said the religious systems will change, the economic system, governmental, educational, etc., etc. You know, and I have to wonder, and maybe it's not going to happen until, as your master has said, until this new Messiah comes in on a spacecraft. But my wife and I are of, of this mind, uh, Wajid. If they're out there, and I believe they are, would you please come and take me away? <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, I've had enough of this silliness down here. This is just ridiculous. Well, you know, again, we have to look at the law of karma um, because it's so highly evolved. Uh, they, they, there was a transmission before they said, well, you know, you ask us for a sign. How about you give us a sign? In other words, you know, are you going to greet us with, with love and friendship or are you going to greet us with a nuclear warhead? You know, so it's... Um, I, and I agree with you. I think if they landed openly, I think there'd be a stir and then people would go back to their normal lives again. I totally agree. They're, they'd probably be just ignored. So um, we we have to raise our vibrations to them. It, it's, it doesn't work, it doesn't work uh, the other way. And as we raise our vibrations to them and become uh, more unified as a race, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, uh, that gives them the opportunity uh, with the law of karma to come to reach to us. So we have to reach to them first. Uh, it doesn't, that's how, that's really how it works. We're talking with Wajid about the struggle for world sanity. Interesting. Uh, you know, I think I'd go for world sanity before world peace. <laughs> what do you think? Well, world sanity world peace will come after world sanity occurs <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah but there is again you know uh, my closing message is the fact is that there is hope and uh, there's it's never you know they, they, they say it's always always dark before the dawn or the you know the, the brightest the, the smallest light shines in the darkness so there is always hope there isn't there isn't you know the, the, the cosmic masters, have never left us they never will and so long as we just keep trying uh, there is hope for planet earth um, in fact one transmission that dr king got recently before he passed away uh, they said that when a few are gathered in our praise and appreciation there is still hope for the planet earth so so long as we just keep even if it's just a, a handful uh, we can still save the planet and so that's the that's a lesson I find that very helpful myself. Okay. What about this aspect? I've heard too, that the planet doesn't need saving. She can take care of herself. Uh, the planet could at any time have told, have told the uh, cosmic beings that she's had enough and, uh, and, and, you know, she, uh, she could flip on her axis at any time and cleanse. She's done it twice after the, uh, after the atomic uh, destruction of Lemuria. Uh, she flipped on her axis and, and there was a cleansing. Everybody went under the ocean and had to reincarnate again. It happened the same after the destruction of Lemuria. So um, Mother Earth can at any time uh, cleanse herself. 
but be, and again, this is compassion beyond anything I can understand. But she has, for, for many centuries, has held up her evolution uh, primarily so that these micro, these germs that, that we call man, uh, could stay on a, a beautiful body and gain experience. So yes, she can change at any time. And she's actually been told now to change. And so this vibration, um, change of vibration that's, that's occurring back in 1964, the cosmic masses sent tremendous energy, spiritual energies into her, uh, which they termed as the primary initiation of earth. So every year she's slowly releasing these energies. If she did it all at once, it would have completely destroyed mankind. So out of her compassion, she's doing it slowly, but she will eventually rise and there's nothing and absolutely nothing that man can do about it. So the new age is coming for, for planet Earth and mankind. So how does this, um, how does this juxtapose with man's free will? I don't want to change. I don't want to go into the new age. I don't want any of that stuff. Now, you've already stated what will happen to those when the next Messiah comes. But what about between now and then? Uh, between now and then, again, um, uh, millions of years ago, we were given our free will. Uh, if you look at the, actually, if you look at the history of mankind in the nine freedoms, Dr. King said we were actually resident on another planet in this system between Mars and Jupiter by the name of Maldek, which we destroyed atomically. So we go back 18 million years and we've used our free will to destroy our civilization three times. We're on the brink right now of destroying our civilization for the fourth time. And eventually, it's our free will that has caused all this chaos. And so in order that what they say, in order to gain freedom, we have to give up our free will and conform. And you're right. Those who don't want to give up the free will, um, you know, okay. You know, before, before they go to the other planet, like it's guaranteed that if you murder somebody, then, in, then you'll either be murdered either in this life or, or the other. So, you can continue with the free will, but you'll still have to face the consequences in your next life or your next existence. You can, we can't escape from the law of karma. Mm. You know, that, you know, um, the master Jesus said, as you sow, so shall you reap, not so might you reap. Mm -hmm. So in that, with that, if you continue, if we continue the warmongering and the pollution, we'll, we'll have as a race have to face that karmic uh, repercussion uh, from these negative uh, actions, and that's it. I, I know that for many years to this day, I have come to the conclusion that the, specifically the Christian philosophy about God and the devil, and that God is responsible for all that's good and devil's responsible for all that's bad, and that if you do not accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you will go to hell. And when I heard that for the first time, I thought, my God is not an extortionist. I'm not buying it. Is that, from your perspective or your master's perspective, just another way to control the masses? Pretty much. And it's not only Christianity. I think it's other religions as well. And it's, it's all fear-based. Yeah. And if you keep keep the masses in fear, 
you know, if you do A, B, and C, you, you know, purgatory or you condemn to hell. And uh, of course, there are lower astral realms. Sure. That if you if you do commit foul crimes, that's you go by your vibrate. It's it's nothing personal. You, when you die, you go by your own vibrate vibrational sequence. So if you if you you know did good deeds, you will go to a, a higher realm where you won't have the uh, misery um, that you would have in these lower astral realms. But uh, no, there's there's no such thing as a punishing god. Um, or a punishing, we, we only punish ourselves. Um, we can't blame God for, for, you know, for Hiroshima or Nagasaki. We can't blame God for Belson. We can't blame God for all, all the evil things that have been done. It's only, it's mankind uh, himself that have caused these situations, not God. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with your belief that uh, my, our higher power or our creator is actually very beneficial, benevolent, compassionate. Yeah. And uh, again, if we reach up to that compassion and kindness, uh, we will receive that compassion and kindness. Um, you know, in regards to spiritual energy, if we send out spiritual energy by law, every unit of spiritual energy we send out, every healing, every good thought will come back to us. So it's, again, a double a double winner. Yeah. So um, we send out hatred. We'll eventually, we'll get that. They say that the mills of God grind slowly but surely. Nobody can get away with anything. That's the thing. Yeah. You look at history. Look at all the dictators. Look at all these all these civilizations, they all fell eventually yeah. un, un, under the law of karma. Eventually, good, good, good will conquer evil. Sometimes there's, there's uh, uh, you know, there's parameters in the law that allow evil, so-called evil, to to flourish. But eventually, it does go down. You can't, you can't uh, stop evolution. Evolution is continuous, and you know the the yogis talk about the great outbreathing. Of of God, the people refer it to the Big Bang, where the where the Creator expanded its consciousness, and now we're in the inbreathing, where we all have to go back to this uh, higher consciousness of God. So nothing can stop evolution, and so uh, no no matter no matter what. So um, yeah, uh, I that's one of the reasons I, you know, I was disillusioned with Islam. I was disillusioned with Christianity was was the dogma mm -hmm. uh the teachings of the especially designed to uh control the masses and the masses don't need to be controlled do you think that the anthropomorphization of god the creator uh has been a serious detriment to a people's faith and or hope in the present and the future a lot of people are leaving religions right now. They they they're not they're not getting the answers that they're looking for, um, and people are looking to to the higher aspects of, you know, mysticism, metaphysics, um, spirituality, and that are giving them the answers. And so, um, in many ways, religion has caused more death and destruction, <laughs> in many many ways than. Uh, and you know people who, who don't even follow religion mm. so it's a shame yeah but that's also going to change yeah. all that will be transmuted like even even the truth about reincarnation suddenly coming out shows that uh, a lot of the truths uh, that these religions have are being suppressed 
to the to the masses deliberately in order to keep that control. The struggle for world sanity by my guest, Jamal Abdul Wajid Hassan Khan. Uh, we have been having a really extraordinary conversation. Uh, we also encourage you to go to the website. 12, the number 12, blessings.org to find out those blessings. I've downloaded the, the two-pager, and um, I read those to my wife. I, I really like them, and you say, uh, they, you know, pray those every day. It doesn't take long, 5, 10 minutes at the most. You can also go to the uh, other website that is here, and it is also atherius.org. A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S dot O-R-G. We'll be linked to your website, uh, Wajid, so that people can uh, find out more about you and the book, The Struggle for World Sanity. And uh, we hope that people will do just that. And a lot of what you have talked about here today might be a little above some people's heads, so to speak. And I understand that. I get that. But at the same time, uh, I don't think it's anything that we shouldn't be talking about, that we need to be thinking about these things. Because if we, in fact, are able to send men to Mars, and maybe even before, with all of these robots that have cameras and sensors and this and that and the other, uh, I heard it just the other day, they found mushrooms on Mars. No joke. I heard that they actually found them um, what kind they are, I don't know. All I know is that it just starts to confirm and it's going to change the philosophies uh, of old uh, to acknowledge that, hey, there are, other, there are other life forms in the universe. Well, I wish they hadn't, hadn't said that because all the junkies are now going <laughs> to go to Mars. <laughs> yeah, and now they're going to have to put up a convenience store for the munchies, right? Oh, heavens. What have we started here? Well, we, <laughs> well we're coming to the end of our program, and I want to thank you so much, Wajid, for, for being here with us and uh, sharing your insights and your perspective uh, on uh, the world and the struggle for world sanity. Thank you so much, Richard. Uh, it, was a, it was a real pleasure to be on your show. Thank and you. I do have three final questions for you that I do like to ask all of my guests. Uh, sure. you, you may have answered them uh, during the program, but I like to ask them directly. But before I do, I want to remind you, our listeners and viewers, that this program is heard Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., 1 a.m. on Sunday, Mondays, Mondays at 1 a.m. and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. on this fine station. The podcasts are on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and other locations you are reposting us to. Thank you so much for doing that. As well as the video on YouTube. That's right. Go to the YouTube channel, Richard Dugan, and tell me your story. Just look for the guy with the hat and uh, enjoy, the, uh, enjoy the programs. I hope that you will do just that, as well as going to our guest's website. I'll give that in just a moment one more time. We also ask that if you can, if this program resonates with you, you'd like to support us financially, and we can use all the help we can get, uh, PayPal and Patreon accounts for your security as well as ours. We also want you to participate in 2020, the decade of perfect vision, and uh, spend the next eight and a half years, uh, roughly, uh, and beyond, Going within, listening to that still, small voice. I think, uh, Wajid, you said it the best, uh, that um, it's there to, uh, to, to keep you on the right path. 
your path, not somebody else's, but yours, but also to help to quiet things down, to let the dust settle, to recharge your batteries, so so forth, your spiritual batteries, uh, so as to get the instruction and the guidance that you need uh, to face uh, what's happening in your life from moment to moment, hour to hour, day to day. So with that out of the way, my first of three questions is, and I'm going to do it uh, the old-fashioned way, who is Jamal Abdul Wajid Hassan Khan. Uh, I'm just uh, just a regular guy who uh, who's had some interesting experiences that uh, allow me to share these experiences, and um, um, I had the opportunity at this time to uh, to propound truths which have never been heard before. So that's uh, that's who I am at this particular moment. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? Well, for the last 40 years, I've been hoping for peace and salvation for the planet, and I'm not giving up. And um, and I think that uh, my, my message is of hope, and I want everybody to raise their consciousness and come together and be part of the human race as one uh, the way that we were at one time and finally what is your life's purpose my life's purpose is the same life purpose as every individual on this planet uh which is uh to uh it's 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 not something it's a responsibility that i have and it's not something it's not a request but i you know i have to be responsible for the younger generation that are being that are are on this planet right now i have to make i have to die with a legacy knowing that i've done some good um on the planet and we we i owe i owe it to myself to my higher power that i take some action to help the younger generation so that they can reside on this planet uh, without the terrible disruption of, of what's going on right now. Well, uh, Wajid, I thank you again for joining us here on the program. I really do appreciate your time and your insights, and I hope that we can have you back again to continue our conversation. Thank you, Richard. It was uh, very enlightening for me uh, as well. I'm Richard Dugan, and this has been Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lull.